Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and welcome to the show. I love to create um, and really experiment with experiences where we can not only feel supported in our light, but also observe other people being supported in their light. And I have just been very, um, it's kind of, it's like, it's hard for my team to surprise me, but I've been so surprised because I wasn't really that sure how things would go, but this is our third, I think one right now. And I can't believe just the level of um, buoyancy that we can feel in our light bodies even when it's not us getting a reading. So it's been absolutely phenomenal. And I really appreciate your guys' questions. So let's talk about your questions just for a minute. Um, so if you have a question, please just raise your hand. Um, and from your device, you'll see a little option down at the bottom called reactions. And it has like a little uh, smiley face emoji and a plus sign. And that's where you raise your hand is from right there in the Zoom kind of interface, okay? So if you have a question or if you want to ask a mini or have a mini reading or um, request a mini reading, then just put your hand up and I will probably do four to five um, uh, hands raised in, in the time that we have here. But depending on how much time um, your team and, and I as my team feel led to sort of spend on each question that comes up, okay? Um, I'll send out a video recording and an audio recording. I do share this content publicly. Um, so if you are concerned about your privacy, then you'll want to have your camera off and you may want to just be um, mindful about the name that you're using um, for the call since that if you show your first and last name, that whole thing will show up. Um, your picture will show up if I share it publicly, which I, I do intend to do with these. So just, you know, be aware of that. I want to respect your privacy and that you may want to uh, make some adjustments there if you don't want anything shared publicly, okay? All right, what else? Um, please trust your team and know that any question that you ask um, will be considered thoughtfully and respectfully and with love and compassion, all right? Um, I've, I've you know, been doing this long enough now where there's so much love and so much compassion. That doesn't always mean it's what we wanna hear though. And keep that in mind too, that sometimes if there's a question that you are really wanting a certain answer for from your team, um, it's just good, and I'll help you um, in a prep in a in a moment here to really have your mind and your heart opened to perhaps new information, um, alternative views, maybe even contradictory kind of standpoints on things that that you or another person might be asking about. Okay, um, yeah, because it's all for it's all for our own it's all for our benefit. I, I assure you, this reality is hard, and I I have been dedicated now for over ten years of trying to uncomplicate <laughs> the, the process and the experience of being our, our sacred energies amidst our human experience. Um, demystifying that, making that much less complex, making it more doable. Um, yeah, a whole, but, well, there's a lot of improvement available in that process and I love to um, offer our unique spin on it, all right? Okay, so let's take a couple nice deep breaths together just to really help us prepare energetically um, with our entire energy field. So let's take two nice deep breaths together, please, all of us. And I would just like you to imagine your mind almost like a, 
what should it be like? Let's imagine it like a flower and it's like a closed up kind of bud. It's, there's signs that the mind is still, it's still a flower you can tell, but it has a lot of unfolding and opening possible to it. And just imagine that your mind is literally opening up like a lotus flower maybe, but it's a lotus flower that's a full sphere. So the entire thing is opening up, revealing its openness to new information, new insights, um, new ways to look at things, a truly fresh perspective. Nice job. And now the same thing with your heart. You may want to, you may want to imagine your heart um, like a beautiful, literal, like a biological heart. And then just imagine it being even more open to receive more love, to share love within this space and this really a circle of amazing beings that are looking for support or just wanna, wanna feel good today. Great job, just feeling your love. And again, allowing yourself to receive at a greater level. Good job. Okay. Okay, that feels that feels good. Let's get started. All right, so I see a hand up over here. I see two of you. Um, Tom, I'm going to come to you first, brother. Hi there. How are you? Hi, Jill. Fantastic. It's great to to be here with you and, and it's in this so good that you're circle here. of friends. Here. Uh, it's it's a treat for me, and actually an early birthday treat. My nice. Happy early birthday. Tom, just one second. Um, for some reason, it muted you, so I'm going to oh. ask it to unmute you. Okay. I, 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 I okay. Now. I apologize. It's my fault. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead and happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, so, just in general, I, everything is. I'm, I'm quite happy and everything, but um, I'm wondering if there's anything that my eternal self uh, would like my human self to be aware of. Uh, are there any blind spots that I should watch out for, and or possibly if, if any of my loved ones on the other side of the veil, such as my son or my parents or grandparents have anything to say, especially by word of encouragement, um, especially if it's something that I could share publicly. Okay, very good. Um, and I so apologize. My internet is unstable and I wanna fix that so that nothing um, gets you know, lost or whatever. So let me just close a whole bunch of things that are on my desktop and hope that that helps. Okay, I apologize for the little delay here. Okay, I hope that that helps because you deserve, and all of you deserve an un, uninterrupted experience here. Okay, Tom, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, so it kind of felt like there were two questions. One is, are there any messages from the other side? And then another one, and I just felt one of your one of one of the beings on the other side say, "We can do both, Jill." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other question was, "Was you are you with, are you missing anything?" Okay, let me just go in here. Hmm. I do feel your son here, and you guys, I know Tom, so I'm not psychically intuiting that his son is on the other side, and his name is Dylan. I I know Tom. So I just want to be upfront about that. So Dylan is definitely here. Um, and I do feel like he has, he has friends with him. He just said he's being very just sweet and playful, like I'm sure he was. Um, let me let him say this, Tom. <laughs> this is going to sound like Jill's team as I say this part, but it's because we agree. Um, the more that you can, and by the way, hi, dad. Um, 
the more that you can acknowledge that there, that there, you, there's a way to be you where you're not feeling like you could miss anything. Like if there's anything that you need to know or need to be aware of that, that you're going to, you're going to find out about it. You're going to have that, that, that source, that God isn't like hiding things from you that you need to know. And yes, of course, the, the world that I was a part of as Dylan and the world that you are very much a part of as Tom can be very, you know, confusing and there's some manipulation and, and withholding of information and wisdom for certain. And yet, what if there's nothing in that that you actually need? What if there's nothing in that that's actually necessary for you to be this loving, amazing person that you are? Okay. But I want you all, I want you to know that, that we are all okay, right? Worrying, worrying about us on the other side is, should in many ways be like the least of your worries. Um, not that there's anything, you know, to worry about, but, but please, there's no reason to use um, your human energy field for worry about the other side. Um, number one, there's nothing, right, that, that one can do about it from that side except for their own journey. Um, but also it's, it's taken care of in ways that are hard to imagine. And it's, it's so natural that from within the bodysuit, things so don't feel taken care of that there's naturally worry about others. And, and dad, your heart is so oriented towards other people. And is everyone going to be okay? And really you're a natural um, caretaker kind of person. And the part of you that feels like maybe you failed, that you couldn't take care of me, probably makes you question yourself a lot more than had I been able to stay as Dylan and live longer. But you, you're not responsible for that, right? That wasn't, that wasn't something you did. You didn't cause, you couldn't have prevented. You couldn't, right. you and mom couldn't have prevented my, my leaving early, let's just say. Um, and there are just those, and you and Jill have talked about this before, these very strange moments of somebody where it clearly not looking or seeming like their time and then they're out. And it is natural for, for anyone that's close to that individual to start to wonder, is there something I could have done, et cetera. So there was part of you in that experience that felt extra um, helpless and that's not your nature because you are, you're so intelligent, you're so savvy you're so well-informed in so many ways and that wasn't enough, you know? Right. And so I just want to acknowledge that humility and that feeling of helplessness that, that we all know. Um, Jesus knew it very well. Um, and it is, it's incredibly humbling, but I just, I hope that even with what you've experienced with losing me, that there is this, this choice that you can make to trust what you can and do what you can while acknowledging there's a lot that that like can't be fixed. And, you know, does that make sense? Yes, very much. I love that. Thank you. I'm just stepping in here as Dylan. I'm thanking Dylan because I felt him come forward as obviously a way that was very much his spirit um, and maybe not necessarily how you knew him as Dylan. Because how old was he was when he passed, Tom? 20. 20. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's like, I was showing signs still. I was showing signs of of inner wisdom. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> oh, I love how he wanted to claim that. That's good. Anyway, so what, do you have any questions about that or how are you feeling right there? Um, 
I, I really love that because I've been I'm trying to get into um, peaceful, deep meditative states and connect with Dylan's spirit and it never seems to work. I never seem to get a clear connection and neither does Hildy, my wife. So okay. we wondered what, what we could do or, okay. or is, there, is there any point in trying anymore? Okay, that's it. Oh, I love that last part on your question, Tom. Okay, um, let me let kind of a collaboration of, of teams sort of answer this, because I'm sure this will relate to other people that are on the call too. And it, it's such a great question that so many of us have. Okay, so for you, you have tried everything, that's clear. Um, it is trickier to acknowledge insights and information that's coming from, let's just say other realms or, or other sides of this realm when we are claircognizant, also similarly clairsentient, um, that ability is so, hang on, let me clear my throat here. That ability is so um, intermingled with our regular thoughts and feelings and sensations that it can be very, very challenging to differentiate between uh, it's, it's almost like trying to differentiate between um, the opportunity that we have to, to feel something new and feel something that we could have come with a, up on our own that doesn't feel supernatural, that doesn't feel like the, the being that we're trying to connect with. So you've tried everything and, and it's okay to not try again. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so that would be up to you, but you're not doing it wrong. And that may be why you don't want to try it again, because the sensation of, of we're doing it wrong is probably a bit demoralizing at this point. Mm -hmm. um, please, all of you remember that there's, there's reasons for the veils. There really are part of it for, there's kind of a contingency of, of beings that have moved, moved on and are, are quote unquote dead, um, passed on, mm -hmm. passed over, that want us to feel authority and moving forward in our lives. So in some ways, there's this, there's this reason, even though we may not like it, for not being able to communicate as freely with those that have moved on. Because for many of us, it really would prevent us from feeling fully committed to this life. Now, as any parent of a lost child, I'm sure could tell you, and I'm not one of those in this lifetime as my Jill, but they would rather pause their life and have regular interaction with their, with their loved one than they would move forward but the system is also in place to support, even when they don't want support, the full embodiment of all of us that are here. And I the see, ability yes. literally to move on, okay? Yes. So it's okay that you don't feel in communication with him. You're not doing it wrong. You're not failing. It is a strange gift that some have, and it's okay if you don't feel that gift. Okay. Okay. I'm good with that. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank You're you so welcome. Much. Thanks for your question. And I'm going to add a little bit more after you. You can mute yourself, by the way, brother. Thank you. I do want to add that. Um, I do want to add that I do get. Um, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to say this. I get frustrated by others that do have gifts like this, um, similar to mine or, or, you know, their own version of the gifts that I have whether it's mediumship, psychic intuition, healing, et cetera, I get really frustrated when they offer the idea that everyone can do this. 
And I wouldn't ask, you know, a, a fighter pilot that has amazing eyesight. Um, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't believe them if they said, well, I can teach you how to be, how to have amazing eyesight. Anyone can be a pilot. No, no, they can't. <laughs> Not everyone can be a pilot. And yet there's something about spiritual gifts or gifts of spirit or supernatural abilities that I, I totally get that we all want everyone to have them. But the reason that I don't teach how to do this is because I don't believe we're all pre-wired for this. That doesn't mean we're not all spiritual. So the more that we can decouple our sense of being, you know, high vibe or connected with our team, the more that we can decouple that with giftedness and gifts of spirit, I think the better because that notion that to be spiritual means that one can communicate through mediumship, means that one can interact in dialogue with their teams like I do, that that's what being spiritual means has caused a lot of problems for a lot of people. They're really chasing the sense of an idea of what it means to be spiritual. That means that one could, you know, demonstrate these gifts, utilize these gifts, perhaps, you know, monetize these gifts as a service to others and a way to make money. And I just don't see that that's true. I wouldn't send my kids to a basketball camp that taught them that, you know, or, or uh, conveyed that everyone can, you know, play basketball like some, you know, WNBA player um, or NBA player. I just, I would go, I don't think so. <laughs> I think some of us just for whatever reasons have um, elected to include some wiring and some didn't. And I just trust that that's just the way it is. There's things I can't, I'm, I'm a kind of good dancer, but I can't do chore. I can't follow choreography to save my life. Um, I just, the whole counting and stepping, I could probably learn, but there's no way I'd be an amazing dancer. Um, like some of those that you guys just, I mean, it's just natural to you. That's not me. Um, and thank God that's not a spiritual thing. Cause I'm sure I would be like, I, I'm supposed to be able to do this. You know, what if you're not supposed to be able to do this? And if there's any part of you that's pissed off about that, just let yourself be pissed for a moment because maybe letting yourself be pissed is, is a part of letting go, that maybe that's not true. And then you can move into another form of being your light in form that has nothing to do with abilities, right? And there's a whole ripoff, by the way, part of the industry um, where people are thinking they need to be able to have these gifts. So they pay all of this money and spend all this time trying to acquire these gifts, trust these gifts, use these gifts, et cetera. And I just look at it like, or you were the light of source from, you know, before even beginning all of that. And I'm sorry, nobody told you, I will. I'll tell you that you don't need that to be the light that you are. So anyway, just wanted to toss that in. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and I see you over here. Hello, sister. <laughs> Can you unmute yourself or do you want me to do it for you? I can unmute myself. Hello. Hello, sister. <laughs> well, I had a question, but I think it's been answered. So, okay. So well, I, can I just think I would just then. like a, the easy mini way, reading? a mini reading. Okay, perfect. Oh, I'm loving the mini readings. Okay. Oh, and nice. And for those of you watching, I know, I know Anne <laughs> as well. It's, it's awesome how, how our regular peeps show up and like ask questions. And so I just, yeah, for those that are checking me out and seeing if I'm really a psychic intuitive, these aren't the best examples because I do know these people, but just let their reaction be, be your, your uh, assessment of whether it was accurate or useful, et cetera. Okay, Anne, here we go. 
We'd love for you to feel more the wholeness and completeness that you are and how absolutely beautiful that is, that you are so independent in your light, that you are so uh, able to manage and operate your light in a, in a complete and whole system of one. And we love how your ability to do that can, can bounce and radiate along others that are doing the same. You are truly a wonderful match for others that, that are designed similarly to not lean too heavily on others, um, to stand in their own light, to feel personal accountability for their sense of emotion and their sense of well-being, et cetera. That is that is so complimentary to how you operate as your Anne. Um, it is very special. It is very rare on your planet. So, so please know that you're not doing anything wrong if there are times when you feel like there's got to be more of us. Actually, no. <laughs> Actually, no. There, there aren't that many. Um, and, and that is unfortunate. But we, as your, as your team and as Jill's team and in every, everyone's teams, really are trying to do what we can for those, for everyone to feel a truer sense of sustainable light and well-being, no matter what's going on in the world. Okay. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully trying new things and approaching it in a different way can help dramatically, but there's no obviously guarantees of that. And for you as our Anne, there is such appreciation and fondness every time you um, you know, there's sort of a, an opportunity for you to, or an, an opportunity for any human given, you know, what you're seeing or what you're observing or, you know, workspace environment, et cetera. Every time we notice, so, oh, she could have dipped right there. You just, you, you just stay whole and intact. And it's, it's so beautiful. So we just want to acknowledge how um, amazing that is, how truly supernatural that is. And also want to acknowledge that, that, things don't always go your way. And we're always there for you in those moments, hoping that you don't take it personally, but it's okay to get pissed. It's actually beneficial um, because it, it is unfair. <laughs> there is so much, um, yeah, let me look deeper. This is, this is really important. Hang on, this is gonna take me a moment to get the words right here. <sighs> Part of what you and, and the others are not fighting for, but vying for is a version of the world where there are more of you playing in the light that you are. In a way, it wouldn't be as, it wouldn't possibly be as fun or it may not feel as purposeful had you and the others done that in a space where that is the majority. And what some of you may now within your bodysuits realize more clearly than, than you'd imagined is just how isolating it can feel when there are so few of you that are operating in that way. So we're trying to do everything that we can, you know, through our Jill and, and through just you as our Anne, 
to assist you in, in trying to keep that light going as much as possible, given that there isn't the infrastructure to support you in, in the same way as others and in the way that they're choosing to be. Do you see what we're saying there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, so it is hard. You are right. And you are designed for this and in, in being your light in a whole and complete fashion, independent of others way that is masterful. That's by design. Um, but we just want to acknowledge the fact that it is hard and we agree with you that it's hard and we're sorry that it's harder at times than others. Okay. And how are you feeling with that? I'm very curious. I, I feel emotional because it's hard. And, and in some way, I, need, I needed to hear that and acknowledge this is really hard because I know, I mean, I know who I am. And, and being me on, on this planet is hard um, as well. And see everything that's going on is hard as well because I know it can be different. As a master creator, I know it. And uh, so, so some, somehow it's, it's the knowledge that it's hard, it's, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And, and also that maybe my expectation regarding friendship and having relation with others, in some way it helps as well because that's true, there's not many I really can interact on. It's not a question of the level, but it's, it's, it's interact in a way that I show who really who I am. And, and, and radiate the delight I am. Yeah. And hence. That's good. Oh, Anne, I, I, I so wish Copenhagen were closer to Boise. <laughs> you, <too. laughs> you know, I'd be over all the time going, Anne, what's yeah. going today? How, how was it today? Um, it just, yeah. you know, us having a, a wonderful time like we do when we do get together. Um, the other, yeah, pro tip I want to offer, and I know we've talked about this before, but, but it, it still bears repeating your team is saying is that I, I too feel just incredibly fortunate when those of us that are operating in this very, very unique way of knowing ourselves as a whole and complete light without necessarily, you know, amount of work or amount of, you know, uh, years put into it or an amount of spiritual abilities. It's just allowing for a sense of wholeness and completeness that complements an, an ability to live mm-hmm. in joy and buoyancy and lightheartedness and playfulness, right? That you can't get to that outcome through work and abilities and doing, you know, doing steps. It's a, it's an allowance, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in the world. And not everybody has figured that out yet. Um, so rather than For those that have done it, we've already acknowledged that we're very rare and it's not about levels. I totally agree with you guys. This is not about levels. This is about a technique that allows you to feel fully complete in the personhood that you are right now. And what gets in the way is a lot of beliefs, a lot of thinking, a lot of overthinking, a lot of false misled expectations. Okay. So, and for you and for any of us that, that feel like you and I do in this regard, there is a huge opportunity to rather than, than, I mean, in addition to enjoying those that we have found that are like, oh, this, this, <laughs> this is bliss. This is yeah. the heaven on earth. This is what this is. These are my people, right? 
in addition to that, there is looking for signs in another person that knows how to have some degree of fun and lightheartedness and mm. right. That can laugh yeah. at something yeah. that, that yeah. I want to cry at, right. Those are people that I'm just like, how are you, you know, I want to cry right now. Cause this is so sad. Tell me what's going on here. And for me, sometimes that stand-up comics, right. They just have a way of just flipping something into making me laugh in a situation. It doesn't mean I don't want to cry anymore. It just helps take the mm. a bit of the knife out. Right. So there's those types of people. There's, <laughs> there's those that are very surface and just don't go deep. Right. Cause the individuals that are very not shallow and superficial, they just don't have a lot of depth to them. They don't get as bogged down in the, in the, the, the mire, right. Of this reality of the mire of the matter. So those types of folks can be just a joy to hang out with because they always kind of seem like they're on vacation no matter what shitstorm is happening. It's like, you just lost your wallet and you're just like having a, having a glass of wine. I look like, <laughs> <laughs> like, cheers, I guess. I mean, what are you going to do? I'll figure it out. It's just like, oh my God, <laughs> right? So are they detached in some ways from this reality? Possibly, but I do enjoy those people that have a unique take and an ability to feel resilient when there's no reason for them to feel resilient. Okay. And when you look at the kind of framework of humans and potential friends and potential, you know, whatever, um, that opens up the playing field so much more than having this criteria of no, 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 they need to be like you and I and the others that, that hang out together when we, when we can and when we do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. I, the, the good thing we've, we've, uh... Uh, COVID, it, I've selected, uh, I have done a selection in my friend and I've decided to keep those I have fun with. I mean, mm. it's, you can talk on everything and you have fun and the lightness in it. I mean, yes. I, to, to laugh and, and have fun. That has been more enhanced during those uh, lockdown time. I'm so glad. It's like yeah. a lifeline, literally. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I love that your team acknowledged and I love that. Thank you, by the way, for validating that that was so helpful. Cause I think for a lot of us, I'm surprised by that too. When, when I'm engaging with my team and I'm like, and they're like, Jill, this is hard. And I'm like, thank you. Sometimes it's so, it's so weird how comforting someone just saying this is hard mm -hmm. can be. And they're not saying it in a condescending way. It's said in such a liberated way, like, okay, that's what I was thinking. This is hard, right? This is hard. Yeah. 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 And I can't wait to travel again. You know, I'm coming to see you. <laughs> we love as well. I miss you, but <laughs> soon. Um, soon. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have, I'm so glad you raised your hand, sister. And I, yeah. I love you so much. So do I. Mm, okay. Mwah. Talk to you soon. Okay, very good. Now I want to talk about those that are like on an edge of um, like in the, the extreme cases of wanting to, you know, end their life and I can't do this anymore. Um, so if those come up in the other readings, I'll, um, I'll go for it. But I do just want to mention to anyone that might be listening to this, I want you to know that you'd be terribly missed if you weren't here. Anyone, anyone that's even resonating with the idea of, yeah, I could, I could be gone next week. Um, I just don't want to underestimate how hard it is for some individuals and how 
um, tempting it can be for some individuals that are literally feeling hopeless, unseen, unheard. You guys, this is a really hard time. Please reach out to people that um, that you sense are trying to reach out to you, trying to get your attention, even if it's just simple things. I, you know, being a somewhat public person, I get emails sometimes and messages on social media saying, I, you know, oh my God, I need your help. And I don't even know them. They've never booked a session with me. And what I was led to do recently with someone is who can you talk to? Who can you talk to? And it turned out that they were in a different time zone. So there was a delay in me receiving their response. But by me asking that, they said, I, I found someone to talk to. Thank you so much. Because I think there was a part of me as Jill that recognized there's only going to be so much I can do for that person. And they deserve someone to talk to. Um, you know, obviously there's hotline and crisis hotlines and you guys please use them. If you are in a crisis and thinking about doing something as drastic as ending your life, I, that's a hundred percent a crisis. Okay. Um, that's why those hotlines are there. You're not bothering anybody. That's they're trained to help you get through a really hard time. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to acknowledge that this is a really hard time for a lot of people for their own reasons. You don't need a good reason to feel like you are in a crisis. Okay. I love you. Oh, thanks, Tom. He gave a thumbs up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Those reactions, you guys, I love those little reactions, hearts, thumbs up. Thanks, Tom. And clapping. Oh, Okay, I'm glad we went there too. Okay, very good. All right, um, Karen has her hand up. Let's do Karen's question. Jill, can you Hi. hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hi. Okay? Hi. I can hear you fine. I don't. I don't know how to put my picture up, but um, anyway, um, okay. Tom, ha uh, happy, happy birthday, uh, happy early birthday, and Jill, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um, I also have a, this is also an early birthday present to myself. Mm -hmm. And when I booked this session with all of you, what came to my mind was um, just for some reason, and I don't really know anything about this goddess, but it was Quinn Lynn. And after, after hearing Tom and Anne as well, I really get compassion. And that's really what's coming out from, for me is like, okay, compassion right now is not only for others but for ourselves because we are holding um so much and doing like ann said we're trying to you know we are the um the light beings that we are and and it, it's just sometimes it's hard <laughs> and we just need to have compassion for ourselves too so that's and, and the two people that i think of for compassion is um Quinn Lynn and then Mary Magdalene. Okay, very so good. Just and they're so related. And Thank just you. for others, I know Quinn, what you're referring to as Quinlan as Kuan Yin, but it's the same, it's the same consciousness. Do you agree with that, Karen? Yes. Yes. Okay, very good. I was saying okay. it wrong. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's okay. And it's spelled differently. Well, it's it's not an English word. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I'd love to hear from um, Mary Magdalene and Kuan Yin. Um, and I'll just say it the way that I'm used to saying it, but Quinlan, she's just said Quinlan works. Um, so for those of you that are that are unfamiliar with this, this is many call it channeling. Um, I don't know why I can do it, but the way that I channel feels like 
me opening up a space for someone right next to me that in many ways feels like a part of my team, feels like who and what I am in the all that is, and allowing them to offer words from an identity that many of us in spiritual communities and consciousness um, spaces know of. Um, anyway, so I feel a differentiation between the individuals, but Kuan Yin and Mary Magdalene, although different, different spirit, obviously, are very close. And you are so right, Karen. <clears throat> they are both very much in alignment with that uh, compassion. So I'll just go right in here. And let's start with Kuan Yin. Okay. Ooh, the, um, yeah, deeper gel. Okay. There are just endless opportunities in humanity to be incredibly hard on yourselves. And for bringers of light and, and or leaders of light, especially true, that some of, you, some of you hold yourself to a standard that is sometimes impossible, um, impossible for yourself to meet, let alone others, if you're trying to uh, convey that they should be, you know, a certain a certain expression, a certain be living a certain way, doing it a certain way, et cetera. So I just wanted to uh, amplify some of the things that were said earlier and maybe, maybe offer a couple other points. You have the hardest job. You are divine energy. There is a range of you that, that was never not source energy, was never, has always been fully of spirit. And you're a human extension. You're an extension, another range of that inserted into a human bodysuit. The wiring of the human bodysuit comes with its own limitations. It comes with its own benefits and gifts and advantages, but it also comes with its own natural limitations. Plus, the human bodysuit is inserted into a realm of space and time that has its own limitations along with its own giftedness. So some of you have a, somehow a, a very supernatural or surreal sensation that you are still spirit and that is correct. And if there isn't enough appreciation for the, the natural limitations of the bodysuit, of the world, then there can be an unnecessary pressure and a huge amount of disappointment that one can feel within their life. So I just wanna acknowledge that and offer that framework of, of another way to look at it, which is why we, we are so compassionate towards you. Because when you are having a hard time, there, there's a part of us saying, I can't believe you didn't have a hard time a year ago. I can't be like, wow, she's having a hard time. He's having a hard time. It, and it's almost like that, that's fine. We're kind of, we're not kind of, we're incredibly impressed that you weren't having a hard time two days ago with what happened or with that news report or with that news of a loved one or with what you've been through, right? So you guys are doing so well at being the love and the light that you are. So well, we give you gold stars every day. We, we, we know how hard it is. And this is why we're talking about this right now. We want you to know how hard it is not to give up, not to get lazy, not to not take your light seriously, 
but to give yourself the grace and the compassion that you deserve that this is hard. And there are some times where it doesn't feel hard to you. And there's other times where it feels really hard to you. Okay. Now you're also in a, in a version of time that, um, that has its own like amazing levels of complexity and confusion and mayhem. I mean, a global pandemic, are you kidding me? Right. I mean, that's just, most of us didn't live through that. Um, and you're doing it at a time when there is tremendous connectedness through, through technology, there's ability for information. There's also, if it seems like more and more possibility of misinformation that can really distort your sense of self, your sense of source, your sense of godliness, and your sense of who and what you are and what your reality is, Right. And then it's coupled with all these other beliefs and frameworks that can get in the way of enjoying and receiving and being the love that you are. Okay. So in addition to it already being hard, some of you make it a heck of a lot harder on yourselves by the way that, by the beliefs that you hold, by the frameworks that you're trying to operate and the expectations that you're holding about the way something should look like either look like in your own life or look like in another person's life. So, I mean, just please notice the things around you in your world that are helping perpetuate that making it harder kind of sensation. Um, whenever you get off a call or done reading somebody's um, information or done you know, speaking in a community or interacting a community, if your takeaway is, oh my gosh, I'm way behind. I need to do more. I'm not there yet. Please stop. Please give yourself a hug because that whole framework, that whole belief system is going to keep you in a sense of chasing what you already have, which is the love and approval and the acknowledgement and the validation of your team, of God, of source, and anyone else you want, that you are a light of source. And it is hard. Okay, let me ask Mary Magdalene if she has something that she wants to offer. That, no, that, I mean, that covers it. I'll, I guess I'll just add that, that some of you are, are really on a pattern of, of wanting to feel productive in your spirituality, wanting to feel like you're learning, feel like you're growing, feel like you're like passing um, levels and reaching new levels and getting good grades almost. You are treating it very much like a school. And that's incredibly problematic too, because all of the systems that offer that experience, again, lead you to feel they, they don't tend to, none of them really get you to a place of, okay, now I'm there. Now I can feel whole and complete in the life that I am. So it's, it's always another thing that will come up that, that you should be working on or you should be better at or you should have learned by now and you better go back and, and get that step or you're in big trouble. You know, that whole um, essence, that whole experience is so rampant within many of your uh, worlds, many of the layers of your world, the pockets of your world. It's just, 
we can't name them all because there's such a plethora of them. We That's why we're being intentionally, not vague, but intentionally descriptive of how they make you feel, whether they intended to or not, right? We're not trying to assign, you know, benevolence or malevolence or good guys and bad guys. It's all about the way it makes you feel. It's all about the perpetuation of lack of wholeness and perpetuation that there are levels of light in your world that, that need to be ascended to and reached, et cetera. And if we could rip all that framework out, we would. But what Jill is acknowledging, even in the, in the work that she's done alongside us, is that for some individuals, they like that framework. They like the idea that they're in school. They like the idea that there's always something to learn and grow from. They like the idea that they're advancing. It, it gives them something to do. For some individuals, they came into that framework because of tremendous trauma or pain, and it gave them a reason to live. So because they attach those false frameworks with a sense of of finally, I have meaning and purpose and value in my life. Yeah, it's when you when you offer that you don't need that to feel on you know in value on purpose and whole and complete. They they're just a little bit resistant in different ways. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why those frameworks are there. It's not that they don't add any value. It's that they're not necessary, and they can be replaced with a completely different viewpoint. So. That's why we talk so much about that, because when you know a better way, you can't not talk about it. And what we've all been a part of, whether it's Kuan Yin in her life, the Buddha in his actual, in his actual consciousness, what he was actually trying to do, um, Yeshua and what he actually was, and he was act, what he was actually trying to offer and what he was actually trying to convey, and myself as Mary Magdalene and others. It was, it was always there was the theme for all of us, which is why we're still acknowledged, even in your time, there was a theme of your home that you, you are whole and complete, even when you don't feel that way. You are perpetually and infinitely and unendingly loved by source energy by God, which is also your team, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you know, no matter what's happened to you, no matter what could happen to you, we never stop love. We can't stop loving you, even if we wanted to. So this withholding of love that the humans feel because the human has their own scorecard. of Well, if I was loved by God, then this wouldn't have happened. Oh, we're, we'd be happy to offer you a completely different interpretation of, of what that nonsense was that has nothing to do with, with a, a, you know, an image of God or your team orchestrating harm to you or orchestrating um, pain and suffering. That's not what's happening. But that false framework, that's what it says. That's, that's what it conveys. So there's just so much to undo and so much to, to re-offer and reinsert. And we're very dedicated to that. Um, but we acknowledge that it, it isn't always what someone wants to hear when they're in a framework of, no, I, I need to learn something. You need to teach me something so I can then learn something else. Entirely skills-based, addicted to levels and scores and moving forward and moving on as if there was a problem with what they were to begin with. And it's just, so starting with compassion helps, we hope the individual feel that 
just because something is hard or something isn't going the way that you want it to doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It's the opposite of law of attraction teachings. It's the opposite of manifestation techniques. It's the opposite of the secret in a lot of ways. <sighs> okay. Yeah, Jesus just came over and gave us both a hug. Good job, ladies. <laughs> and he knows we're not ladies at this level, but here we get it. We're playing that role as, the, as those beings. Karen, how are you feeling with that? Thank you for opening that up, by the way. That was, I'm, I need to, re- I want to re-listen to that. Karen, how are you feeling? Yeah, when you first started. Karen, hang on just a second. Karen, just wait. I was getting really emotional even before you started talking. Yeah. Karen, can you Um, pause for just one second? I'm so sorry. It warbled and I think it's my internet and I'm so sorry. Um, Let me, I'm going to pause the recording for just a second. Okay. Karen, can you tell me how are you feeling right there? Uh, I don't know how much you, how much you heard, but the main start from the beginning, please. Cause it's it's my internet. I apologize. All right. Thank you. I was just saying, even before, um, even before you started speaking, I was getting emotional. I could just feel the love coming through. And it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like getting at the, at the, at the um, a rainbow at the, with the pot of gold at the end. I mean, that's what it felt like. It was just like a, just a breath of fresh air and um, just the compassion and the love just shine just shine forth from both of them and um, it, it was just something that I think I know I needed and I hope everybody else um, benefited from it as well I think so thank you <laughs> anyone else you're welcome to use your the reaction little buttons if you want to um, Karen thank you so much for asking the question and, and opening that up and I I let you Tom do the thumbs up <laughs> good Okay. Thank you, Karen. And Christian is uh, putting a heart on there. So I think it touched more than more than just you and me. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay. Natalie. Hello. Hi, Jill. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. Nice to speak to you. Great to see you too. Um, I don't know if I can ask that uh, um it's been like 20 years I'm getting comfortable with myself getting the confidence and everything and now that I have that I want everything at the same time so I'm wondering is there any big advice that I'm not listening to or is it a lack of patience or okay now Christian is or Natalie I'm sorry Natalie do you have an expectation that the more that you kind of step into your light, that the more like your dreams will be fulfilled or your life will look a certain way. Is that part of your expectation? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, here, we, here we go. That might, that might be the issue, sister. <laughs> Again, you have that open mind and open heart, right? Because here we go. Um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let your team answer this, and I'm kind of I'm like I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be the deliverer of, of bad news, but okay. So okay, so here's your team here, Natalie. We we love what you've chosen to create as your Natalie. We see you as such this beautifully whole and complete. Jill loves the the imagery of an orb, right? Your orb of light has just continued to shine and grow and expand the more that you've taken yourself seriously 
um, decided to be confident in, in what you are and the unique expression of source energy that, that is our anatomy. How the world and others and opportunities then respond to you, you have no control over. And let's just sit with that for a moment because that's gonna, that's gonna be like a marble kind of going down a whole bunch of levels of yourself. Okay, so let's see what it's running into. In your second chakra, there's a part saying, that's not fair. I don't, why don't, that's not right. If I went to all this, if I went through all this work, if I did all this hard work as my Natalie, there should be like a reward for it. In the outer world, there should be a reward. Okay, but we never promised that. So let's, let's change things up here. The real reward is the way that you get to feel now as Natalie. Whether things go the way you want them to or not, whether you acquire and access or are given the things that you want or not, that you now have a system of wholeness and completeness that is independent of what happens in the outer world. Okay? So we want to acknowledge that there's a lot of falseness in these ideas that are so popular that, oh, if you get to a certain level of, of beingness and you're confident in your light, there's personal accountability for your vibration and your thoughts and your feelings, et cetera, then, you know, you'll manifest, then, you know, you'll have this and you'll have that and and you'll, you know, it, it'll be exactly the life that you want. But creating one's reality can only, can only include the operating system of you. Because let's just, yeah, thank you. Your team is like, let me, let, yeah, they're asking me to go deeper. This is super complicated, but we're going to give it a, give it a try here. The idea that by doing one's work or going through a process of, of personal evolution and clearing and advancing and enlightenment, um, that the idea that that would then lead to a certain lifestyle or a certain relationship status or a certain income bracket or a certain um, material uh, possession sort of um, uh, marker is, is based on an idea that you are the only source creator in your reality and that everyone else is just a puppet or a pawn or a manifestation of you that you have full authority and control over. Nobody's actual source team ever said that. But it sounded so good when somebody tossed it out as a theory that it was literally run with. So there's huge amounts of teachers, teachings, classes, courses, books, movies, documentaries, um, Facebook groups, social groups, coaching programs where you become a coach or are a coach or are coached in a system that, that has that, that falsehood when none of it is based in reality, you aren't doing it wrong. 
if if the world isn't if things aren't going in the outer world the things that you don't have control over if that isn't going the way you want it to it's not because you are doing you wrong it's because that was never an accurate expectation of how things would end up but many individuals got caught in these systems of law of attraction manifestation teachings abundance teachings and it ended up leading them to a place of okay i did everything you said to do where's you know where's my money where's my relationship where's my child where's where's the baby where's the career where's the clients where's this where's where's my health right and we're looking at it going oh dang it sorry that you thought that all of that would come with you redefining and exploring and really recreating you so the gift to us is oh my gosh look at your now like you are we loved you before and you're even more amazing now so your Natalie today is like you probably like yourself more and again we liked you before but you liking your Natalie now much more than you did at, at another another iteration of Natalie in your current lifetime to us is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's like, wow, great job, right? Okay. So that is huge. And we get it that that isn't nearly as satisfying as the idea okay. that, that the whole world was going to go, Natalie's here. What do you want, girl? You know? <laughs> Natalie, how are you feeling with this? I'm glad I closed my eyes and really kind of let them go for it because I'm sure I would have gotten in the way. How are you feeling, sister? I think this is very powerful stuff. And to, to know that the expectation I have, in fact, it's only for myself. Like to be comfortable with myself is the greatest gift I can, I can do on this earth in this life. That's what I felt. You're so good with words, by the way. I just got to say, there's nothing I want to add to that other than I'm so happy. I feel that I see the tears and I, is it tears? Do you think it's, do you feel like you set yourself free? I I think so. And it's like tears of of love, like a true love from inner myself. I don't know. I don't know why I cry. You're not a normal crier. I think I know that about you. That's, this is really, this is a huge letting go of, of an, a whole layer of sticky, unfair, false expectations. It, and it does kind of remind me of like a college graduate that did everything they were supposed to do. They got the diploma and they're like, okay, where's the keys? I should get like, this is a game show, right? Where's the keys to my new car? I, I asked for the Ferrari and it should better be red, damn it. Cause that's what I had on my board. You know what I mean? Where's the, where's the maids? You know, where's the baby carriage? Where's the pregnancy stick? I mean, we just, it's, it, this isn't a game show. And we don't mean that in a condescending way. We mean that in a let's enjoy what is real because that, 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 that could be more than enough. Yeah. Oh, Natalie, thank you so much. Thank for you very much. Question, sister. I love you so much. Where do you live, by the way? I live in Quebec, the French part of Canada. In Canada? Okay, yeah. that's close. I can get there. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I can come up and give you a hug. Yeah. I love you, sister. I hope you can feel our hug. And I'm so glad you, you felt their love in the midst of, of a lot of that. Yeah, well, all of it. Yeah. Good job, sister. Thank you. 
Oh my gosh, sorry, my ring is always bang on my desk. I apologize. Oh my gosh, you guys. Wow. Okay, we're rocking today. Okay, very good. Um, okay, great. All right, Christiane. Hello, how are you? Hey, Jill. Hey, everyone. I'm good. Thank you. Good to see you and, again. Yeah, nice to be here today. And thank you, Karen, for, the, for your question. It was really beautiful, beautiful. Something I also needed to hear. And I think where I want to go is in addition to that, because I feel I need to hear more about allowing and grace. Okay. So allowing and grace can, we're glad that you asked this question because it can be um, unclear as to how allowing and grace fits in with creator ability and, you know, setting in motion things that you want to insert into your reality. So for the related to you, Christiane, and the, the question as it, as it pertains to you in your life, and then we'll make it more general, allowing and um, grace fits in very nicely. And it does fit in perfectly with what we were just talking about with Natalie. Allowing and grace comes in handy when things aren't going the way you thought they would, or you thought they could, or you wish they would. Okay, so there's, that's one element of, oh, this isn't going the way I thought it would. Hmm, that's, I'll allow that as if we have a choice because it is what it is. So allowing for what is, is a very freeing presence and a freeing framework for your light. That it didn't have to look a certain way. That source wasn't collaborating with us to get a certain outcome or for others to show up in a certain way or you know the game show the game show approach um so that's one part of it and then there's the grace of okay maybe i didn't do anything wrong here and then it's still coupled with the creator energy for you of okay so that isn't going the way that i thought it would what do i want to try then since that didn't go the way that i thought it would what what do i want to try instead what do i want to do next and it isn't necessarily doing but it's also being um, Natalie has just shown this, this example of how we can recreate ourselves to an amazing degree and not from a space of there was something wrong with you, but from a space of, I don't know if I like the way I, maybe there's a, maybe there's a way I could recreate my Christian and add more layers to me that I like more than the layers I'm currently feeling as my Christian. Okay, so that creativity and that, that part of it is, is huge. Um, the other part of the allowing and the grace, though, is in allowing yourself to do that, in allowing yourself a space of um, letting go, a space of curiosity, a space of not wanting to overly control who and what you are, and recognizing you have no control about how, there's, how others respond to you or not. So there's a huge amount of allowance and grace that, that is available to you. And we, we strongly encourage you to offer that same allowance and grace to others in their life. But like Anne was talking about earlier, there, even though we can allow uh, um, grace and, and allowance for others to be themselves, that doesn't mean that there's someone that we want to hang out with. That doesn't mean that that's that they are someone based on what they're choosing to be, whether they acknowledge that choice or not. 
it doesn't mean it's somebody that we feel makes um, that there's mutual benefit there. Um, it doesn't mean that we need to put up with somebody's nonsense or true meanness and thoughtlessness. It doesn't mean that we, that we need to put up with that if it's getting in the way of us being, feeling and being the life that we are. If it's making our doing that harder, that's something to look at, especially if it's an optional relationship. Um, you know, uh, parental relationships aren't optional once we're, as we're adults, there's, I mean, they are our parents, right? Or they are our children, but they're, as there's more independence in our life, there can be a, a, a more freedom to decide what that means if someone is in a key role in your life and based on what they're choosing to be and what you're choosing to be, are you bringing out the worst in each other, that kind of thing. Okay. So Christian, is there another more specific way that you want to ask the question given where they've headed so far? Um, yeah, I think I, I just have difficulties in, in putting, bringing this into life. <laughs> My head is so strong sometimes and has a picture and just wants to go for it. And it's really hard to just say, no, it can be different. Yeah. yeah. So one thing though, related to that, because I have a, I have a strong mind as well. I give myself a lot of permission to try new things. And then I give myself a lot of kind of honesty for, okay, how did that go? Like, how did it, how did I feel in the, in the midst of creating whatever that was? Um, if, did I get, a, did I get any, did it help people? Cause my mission, my orientation is tends to be what can help people, right? Um, if it didn't help as many as I thought it, it could have, is there a way that I want to adjust it? Um, you know, just, you know, really relying on the actual observed data and responses that people are having that helps me decide, is this where I want to be me? Or is there something, some other tweak that I want to add that maybe could feel better to me and maybe even help more people, right? So you won't know that, Christiane, this is the, probably the most important part of of your mini reading here. You won't know that until you try it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <That doesn't mean. laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Tell me what that laughter is yeah. about. I really want to know. Uh, yeah. Discipline is a thing. So, yeah. So it's, um, um, yeah, I have difficulty, not difficult, but it's just, yeah, I'm not so easy with the discipline at the moment. It's more, it's easier for me to go into the, oh, it's not working oh, yeah. and I'm helpless. So, yeah. And watch out for that part of you, Christian, because, and I, I hope everyone heard that. She said she has a, um, I heard you say that you have a part of you that, that wants to overthink it and overplan it and then decide it won't work before you've really tried it. And then you go into a, a feeling of helplessness. Is that true? Is that what yeah. I heard you say? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So the, the trick with that is that as an over, not an over, it isn't always overthinking, but as a strong analyzer, we can talk ourselves out of doing everything and anything. So just because there's the ability to analyze preconception, by the way, that this isn't going to work doesn't mean that you can't do it anyway, right? So that analyzer part of you is not the gatekeeper that you may be thinking it is because there could be a part of you that relies more on the analyzer than your gut instinct or than your intuition or than your heart space of, but I really wanna do it, right? 
So it, it's very likely for you that the moment the overthinker says, well, I've already got a reason why this isn't gonna work. So I'm shutting this down right now, right? And the rest of you is like, oh, like that's the, that's the bully in the playground. He, he just said no, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then nothing happens, right? So, so it's important to give that role of you, the, the, the strong analyzer, a space, but a contained space where there are some things that, yeah, there's, there could be a lot of reasons why it won't work. But you know what? Thanks, thanks for your input, that me, that layer of me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to try. I'm, I'm going to see how it goes and see how I feel and see if it has some sort of outcome that feels like it's worth my time and worth my energy to keep going with it. And, and I'll decide as a bigger version of me that yes, of course it could fail. Of course it may not go the way I want it to. I, I may decide to do it anyway. And I have that permission. And Christian, that's giving you another level of authority in your space of who is deciding and not who you're all Christian, right? But the layers of you that are, that feel per permitted and more importantly, that you feel the authority to proceed, even if there are signs that it may fail. Okay. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And watching out for that overanalyzer, overthinker. Oh my God. That is, if I listened to my overthinker, I wouldn't be talking with you here today. I wouldn't have done <laughs> most of what I've done over the past 10 years. I would have talked myself out of like, oh, that's never going to work. Uh, you know, there's just so many, so many reasons why things won't go the way that we hope they will. Yeah. Okay. I hope that was helpful, sister. I love you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thumbs up there from Karen. Oh, you're glowing right now, by the way. I feel like there's a huge part of you like, yes, we can play, we can create. Woo! <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christiane. Okay, Miriam, you're next. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Good job. Yeah, Hi, yeah. sister. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm sorry for being late. I mixed up London and Central European time. I'm not very good with that. <laughs> uh, I, I messed up. First, let me apologize. Yes, because I know in your, your uh, appointment reminder was probably correct, but I messed up in all of my promo stuff. I just noticed it last night. I'm so, I'm so apologetic. But I was like, oh, shoot, I did that. Because I don't know why the US and Canada decided to change our clocks differently than the rest of the world that changed their <laughs> clocks. But there's three weeks where I'm, I, I tend, and I, some, I think some years I got it right. And I'm like, okay, they changed. We didn't, you know, we changed, they didn't. And I get, and I figured out. And then there's other times I, I forgot this time and I'm so sorry. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you made it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, my uh, question is um, about vaccines, um, and it, it, I, I don't want an answer like, yeah, get one or not. It's more like, um, I think I've, I've been coming through this uh, COVID uh, pandemic doing okay. I, I, I did fine, and all the things coming my way, I can deal with them. That's what I feel. And now this vaccine question, uh, all of a sudden... Like it feels as if it's tearing my family apart, my community, my staff. And it really makes it so hard for me because suddenly it's nothing coming my way, but I have to decide. It's like, I get a jab or not. And if I do, people will expect something from me. It, whew, it is really, really challenging, much more than the pandemic itself to me. Okay. Oh, Miriam. Okay, I want to make sure I 
heard the word correctly, by the way. Did you say seen, like in the English word S-C-E-N-E? No, uh, my, my, my community, my family. Okay. So that it, it's tearing, like, all, all the settings I live in, they suddenly feel torn by this question of getting a vaccine or not. Of vaccination. That was sorry. Sorry. Oh, I missed the first part because I made in that. I'm so sorry. So the vaccine is, if I'm understanding correctly, the 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 notion of getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated is tearing apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really causing a huge amount of division um, on multiple levels of self, deep, superficial, etc. Not only in your in your job setting, which is like a family to you in a lot of ways and your actual family Mm -hmm. and other communities that Mm -hmm. you interact with. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how grateful I am that you asked this question. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I feel like all of us um, are facing this to to one degree or another. So thank you, sister. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Jesus is like, I'm going to, I'm going to help with this one. Okay. Okay. What's happening with the vaccines is very similar to what happens in religions. Very warring religions that are all faith-based leading to war with each other because the beliefs are so strong. So we don't predict that this, you know, vaccine versus, you know, pro-vaccine versus, you know, anti-vaxxers, et cetera. We don't predict that this is gonna lead to war um, or battle with each other, but it's led to intense insecurity um, really unhealthy amounts of fear and unwarranted amounts of feelings of being persecuted or feelings of liberties being um, jeopardized. Um, there's a lot of um, prophesied sort of, oh, because they're doing this vaccines, it will mean. And there's a lot of, of false prophecy related to what the vaccinations will lead to. And and what will happen to those that are vaccinated and what will happen to those that are not vaccinated. It literally has become as entrenched as religious ideology. And the other similarity to religion is that you can't talk to each other. There's, there, well, most people can't. In a group like this, we can, right? Because we're, you know, we're allowing like difference, you know, respectable, you know, differences of opinions and we're allowing you to be you and and you know, her to be her and him to be him, et cetera. There's respect for the individual, but we don't all have to agree on this. But when it comes to religion, there's this sense of, no, I know what's right. There is only one right answer here and it's mine. And if you don't agree with me, then, then you know, you know, you're gonna die in hell or you know, whatever. Um, so this vaccine thing has a lot of very interesting parallels that are similar to that on all sides. Those that, that are for the vaccine, um, there's, there's radical kind of views of that and there's radical views of, of you know, never vaxxers. There's, there's forms of radicalism that are sort of like the, the proverbial tail wagging the dog kind of sensation because there's so many of you that are actually more in the middle. Um, and there's a huge amount of individuals that are like, you know what, this is new. We haven't fully tested this on kids. Uh, you know, at all yet. And I'm not even, you know, there's a lot that are very uh, uncertain and un, unconvinced about the, the uh, validity of the 
of the science related to the adults, right? So there's this sense of um, some being more neutral and more open-minded and, and literally more open-hearted about, you know, I'm, it, I'm not a, I'm not a, yes, I'm going to, yes, we should all do it or yes, I'm going to do it. But I'm also not in the, no, never, no one should do it, right? So there's some that are just in the neutral, just trying to gather information. And given the technology that Kuan Yin and Mary Magdalene were talking about before, there's such a, a difficult time discerning between fact-based information, propaganda-based information, and the propagandas on both sides. There's this false mm-hmm. idea that somehow propaganda is only, only on the wrong side. No, propaganda is used for the, for the kind of pro and anti, it's used, it's used all over the place to, because it's a propaganda doesn't have to be negative. It can be just trying to guide behavior and try to um, persuade, you know, persuade choices and persuade decisions, persuade outcomes. So it, it doesn't, so that way it makes it even more hard because it, it's like, who just, you know, it's hard to find out what's actually going on because of the fears, because of the concerns, um, because of the propaganda, because of the way that, um, that messaging has been done in your world with something that is scary, that is new, that yes, there is data, but no, of course it's not two year, you know, double blind studies. There hasn't been time for that. So there is a, there, we just, I just, as Jesus wanted to validate why it looks to us like this is really complicated. This is really hard. And the biggest problem though is individuals feeling like they have the right answer for everybody and that they know exactly, nobody knows exactly what's going to go on, including those that are on the side of, oh my gosh, you know, um, yeah, let me let Jill speak here. I, I met someone this week that is sure that everyone that gets a vaccine is going to die, that they're killing themselves by getting a vaccine. This is a very intelligent person, very well-researched. Um, and I'm just like, okay, so, but what is she researching, right? So her stance on this is very different than mine and very different than my team's. So I, yeah, Jesus, just tell her, tell her how we've been interacting with you. I don't believe that everyone that gets a vaccine is going to die. And I also don't believe that everyone that gets the vaccine is going to be COVID resistant to the degree that they, the, to the degree that they want to be because of all these strains, right? So it very well could end up being like a flu shot. I'm not, a, I'm not an MD though. We do have MDs on this call. <laughs> and if any of them want to raise their hands to, to add or contribute, I, I will hop right over. Um, I will tell you, and I wasn't sure if I was going to tell you, I did get a vaccine. And I'm not saying that to convince, you know, that's just me as my human Joe. I was on the fence. And we have a system where I live where there were so many that were not getting vaccinated that they ended up creating a call list that if you wanted it and we didn't want to you know, waste the vaccines, we will call you. So I got on a call list and I got called. So I got my first one, um, my first vaccine. I got the Pfizer one a week and a half ago. I feel amazing. I have been a little bit tired. This has not interfered with my work at all. And I know some that, I mean, that, that amazing client and friend that is, if she knew I got the vaccine and now she may, and now she, you know, Jill's gonna die. Oh my God, that's so sad. We're gonna lose Jill, you know? She may feel like, well, it hasn't hurt. It hasn't killed you yet, but it will. I just don't, you guys, I just don't feel that that's true. I just don't feel that. I don't feel that, that there's an intentional thinning of the herd. I don't feel that Bill Gates is the devil. I, I told my friends that are not getting it, I completely understand why. 
I have to, I don't feel any differently about, about that client that, that is in the, and to me, in my impression, an extreme camp of, well, everybody gets is going to die, Jill. It's messing with it. You know, it's changing their RNA. Well, changing our RNA doesn't mean a death sentence. I believe that through the advanced science, we'll have RNA um, tweaks and adjustments we can make to cure things. There's been so much emphasis on the DNA. The RNA is a whole other field of opportunity in terms of health and physical health and wellness in our humanity. So this virus is anti-life in a way. It's it, yeah, thank you, Anne. And and do you want to share? And I'll read it if you don't want to put your hand up, but do you want to share what your background is so that you being vaccinated has the other contact? Oh, you unmuted. Perfect. Yeah, Anne, go ahead. Well, my background, yeah. Okay, I'm a psychiatrist, but I have a background as a medical doctor. And I think of course it's it's not it's not as research as others vaccine, but anyhow. I think when Jenner find the vaccine for for pot pox, um, it hasn't been researched. Okay. Yeah, but it mm-hmm. has eradicated the, the disease. So I think as every kind of new technologies is going, every is it's going to be side effects. But I don't believe in in the things that the, the things that being said about the vaccine. I mean the nano chips and whatsoever i don't believe it and my way to deal with it is, is a sense of humor uh, mm-hmm. and and respect people don't want to 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 get a shot that's that's his choice and when they talk about kind of uh, conspiration theory i i don't i just respect it i don't interact with it i just um, i don't even make fun but but if it's a, a friend my brother is totally against it and and I said, well, I've got, I've just got me nano shot. I'm going to be a zombie. And I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, but, but it's in, 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 in respect, it's respectful. It's the way we've, we've deal with our difference of, of meaning. But again, it's new technologies. Every kind of new technology has a part of unknown things. But we, you have to weigh the benefits and the side effects. I don't know if, if it's helpful. I, I hope it, Miriam, did you want to unmute and be involved in this? And was that helpful? So I am, thank you, by the way. Um, and then give me a thumbs up if you're okay that I include that portion in the public sharing of this. I just want to respect that. Is that good? Thank you for that. You can, yeah, okay. yeah. Miriam, yeah, doing? thanks. Uh, it, um, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm actually very neutral. I'm not into the whole, um, um, yeah, the nano things. I've heard of that too. Uh, for me, it's. Yeah, I'm actually. I have medical related fears of. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. I'm, the, yeah, yeah. I, so I'll I go have, into that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very good. So I'm glad we covered the the one side of it, and then how, you know, what are we going to do here? Right. So, and, and that was perfect when you gave the example of your brother, right. And he's on the other side of uh, his position is different. He's in the other religion (laughs) about this. (laughs) And it can be Miriam that you allow yourself to feel, and it is harder for us that are neutral, by the way, those of us that, that even if we're not neutral, we're just, you know, willing to respect and love others of different opinions. We're the, we feel like the minority, but we're actually the majority. 
So one thing that you could do, and it won't fix the situation, but the more that you can just, you know, oh, I respect that. You know, I, I'm sure that because part of us knows, and this is what Jesus is pointing out. There's, if those of us actually saw and read everything that those are in, even an extremist group, um, you know, saw, we, we probably go, oh, I totally like, I'm surprised I don't agree with you. I feel differently about what you read, but I totally get that what you read and who said it and the way that they said it, and the way that you were positioned when they said it, that you're in, you're in that. And that's what it is. You know what I mean? Um, so there's just a, there's a whole way of kind of acknowledging and holding space in the middle. Some of us have been doing that in politics for years, right? This really isn't that different. Some of us have been doing that in religion for years, just really like, oh, you're Muslim. Oh, that's, that's cool. And, and I don't, you know, there's just so many reasons to, to have a healthy, you know, loving relationship with someone that is of a different religion or, you know, all the other things that divide humanity, because now we have another one and it's big and the fear is different than it has been. And some feel like death has been jammed down their throats and they're, you know, they're looking at other data, et cetera. So it's just a, it's a really, yeah, Mary Magdalene wants to come in though for you, Miriam, because you have such a beautiful connection with her. Just try to love them where they are. Try to offer them comfort and compassion and um, and space for what they're going through. They're, you are so naturally good at that. This isn't something that is necessarily solvable, right? But it, it, it may help you feel like you are possibly a little bit of glue in something that unnecessarily is coming apart and tearing people apart. This doesn't have to be something that tears people apart from each other. So anything that you as Miriam can do to acknowledge um, or just, you know, uh, validate that, yeah, this is a scary time and find a way that they're not talking about the fact that they're afraid. But for every extremist, there's a terrified part of them. The more extreme someone is, the more terrified they are. We don't, and I'm not as married, diminishing fear. Fear sits strongly in something that someone loves. So fear is not the opposite of love. Fear is a, is a lower, is sort of a tighter vibration expression of love. But it's so... Uh, it's a, from an you know emotional maybe instability emotional immaturity even in some of these individuals that they can't just say I'm terrified that I'm going to be forced to be vaccinated um, that this is going to be a Jim Jones you know Kool Aid you got to drink the Kool Aid experiment there's there's a lot of individuals that have some really radical ideas about what's around the corner and they're terrified and part of the propaganda that they've experienced is perpetuating that terrified nature because of the algorithms and all of those things. So if you can, and I really encourage you to just stay in your heart, be sad and let yourself feel compassion, let yourself receive this compassion too, that this isn't fun. You're watching communities that, that you, you, you engage in for joy and support and uh, delight and purpose. You're watching this, this fractured state and it, this you may feel yourself prompted to um i mean host you know let's 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 talk about this let's 
let's have a session. Let's, you know, bring someone in that can facilitate so that, so that we don't lose our sense of community here. That's so special. Is this really going to, is this really going to be what breaks us up? Can we find another way around this where we can respect each other's ideas? Um, maybe, you know, maybe it's a, let's all read a certain book that's, that's related to respecting others' ideas. I don't know. There's a lot of opportunity here though. And I'm sorry that it's placed on you, sister. Um, that's, that's not fair, but, you know, being really gentle with yourself, that this is a, this is time for extra, like self-nurturing and self-support and receiving and allowing compassion and love from, from wherever you find it in a healthy way. Um, to help you get through this because there's so much uncertainty right now and that just adds to the sense of fear on all sides. Okay, thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah. it is because um, for me, it's actually quite new to be so neutral. So in the middle, I'm not used to that. And um, mm -hmm. I, can, I was almost jealous of the people in those two uh, corners because I, I wish I was so convinced. Uh, and now I can see the value in this equilibrium. Um, yeah, I, uh, like I could bring people together. Mm -hmm. I like the idea. I, I feel into that. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. And one of the other bonuses is your neutrality is based on a sense of of trust and love. And I think some people could call it faith, the sense of belief in, in source and God that, that because of the, the terrified nature that some individuals have, it's almost like they've lost that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as an American, I definitely saw that with this 2016 election, some of the most supposedly high five individuals that were, you know, amazing spiritual teachers, et cetera, they lost their shit when Trump won and I'm like, oh my God, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? And to me, it didn't mean they were a fraud. It meant that, it meant that they were personally challenged by finding love in their heart for somebody that was such a caricature of, of their, their, their nemesis. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately for many of them, they're, they're still in that. <laughs> they're still in, still down that, still in that tale of the, of the data But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, Miriam, I love you so much, sister. Thank you. <laughs> love you too. Love you. <laughs> okay, you guys, that's a wrap. And we look at everybody's hands. That's good. It's the benefit of, of being a, the size of group that we are today. So thank you so much for all of you being here. I know the vaccine topic is really big. Um, and I totally respect each of your opinions and, um, and your research and that we all have a personal choice to make. And I'm not afraid. I didn't do it because I thought eventually I'd be forced to. I didn't do it because I thought I wouldn't be able to travel to Egypt next April, 2022, if I didn't have a card. I did it because I had a conversation with my body. I had a conversation with my team on the way to get it. I definitely had that part of me going, I hope this goes okay. And I just gave her a hug. And I said, I, you know, the rest of us feels like this is a, this is beneficial for us. we I know personally people that actually had COVID that were healthier than I am physically um, and had a, are still suffering. Um, in one case, he had it April of 2019, 2020, April, 2020, and he's still suffering the side effects of it. And I, I just felt, and I decided that whatever was in this vaccine, I could integrate in a positive, beneficial, uplifting way and that my body would would handle it just fine. That's my choice. 
I don't need for any of you that are disagreeing with me or will never listen to me again because this has become very religious. I will miss you if this is a deal breaker for you. Um, I love you and respect you even if you disagree with me. And I, I wish that, that all of you could give me that in return. But I understand that some of you feel incapable of giving me the respect and choice of my choice that what I feel is right for me. I'm not ask, I'm not deciding for you. And I don't want you to feel like you have the right to decide for me. That's not fair. You get to operate you and I get to operate me. That's that's the deal here. Okay. Okay, so I love you. I respect you. Um, we all have choices to make and and yeah, I hope that's helpful. Okay. I love you all so much. Thank you for being part of the show. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, we covered a lot of good ground today. This one I may actually just share in total. It's easier than me slicing it up too. <laughs> anyway, oh, I love you guys so much. Thanks for the hearts and the waves and blah, blah, blah. I love you. See you soon. Bye-bye for now.